There are a lot of myths around spirituality, healers, mystics, psychics. There's a lot of mystery and folklore. Why don't we explore some of those and dispel them? Because that's what we're going to do. Are you ready? You are listening to Embodied Transformation. Come back home to your soul. I'm your host, Johanna Bradford. If you like this episode, like, subscribe, download, share, take me with you. Whatever you do, keep listening because I'm glad you're here. And if you're interested in knowing how to work with me, click the link in the show notes or the bio and I'll see you soon. Let's get started. Darlene's, we're doing something different today. I'm answering the most common questions that I receive as a healer, as a coach, as a mystic, heck, maybe even as a podcaster, but here it goes. The number one is regarding quantum healing. What is the quantum? Well, quantum is dealing with energy and everything that you can't see. You may have heard me say this before, but it bears repeating. Quantum is energy. It's everything we can't see, and we have a whole science dedicated to it. And it starts in our imagination. It starts with our emotions, believe it or not, because guess what? That's energy and vibration. And that is the secret sauce to manipulating the world around us, to experiencing a world that is magical and the stuff that our dreams are made out of. That might sound a little idealistic to some of you, but when it comes to spirituality, it's actually very scientific in a lot of ways. The Hawaii, <clears throat> excuse me, the Hawaiians with Huna, very scientific approach to a spiritual based thing. It's amazing. What's great about Huna, one of the favorite things I have about it is you can control the speed, the intensity of the element and the energy that you're working with. It could be very gentle and soft, or it can be very like storm-like and forceful and speedy. Now, when it comes to Reiki, Reiki is very soft and gentle and calm and peaceful, very, very gentle and absolutely different. Both are very high vibrational and in higher dimensions. But that's the whole point is you're bringing the energy down from a higher dimension, a higher being, a higher level, bringing it down in from your mind, your emotions down into the 3D world through your body. And then you ground it down into the earth and you spread it out. And it's just this beautiful cycle. What I love about quantum is that everything and nothing exists at the same time as do parallel universes, parallel lives, parallel use timelines. It's amazing. And I remember I fought for a long time calling myself a mystic. I resisted calling myself a healer or letting people know that I dealt with energy. And I approached it all from science because I hated the term woo, and I still do. It's insulting and it's ridiculous. That is such a low level understanding and just a really ignorant term. It's, it's in my mind, derogatory to what we do. It's not woo woo. 
If you have to explain it away about that, you shouldn't be using the term at all. You shouldn't be dabbling because you don't understand. It's not woo. It's spiritual and it's science, period. Now, these are my opinions, but I have a considerable amount of experience and study in many different modalities. And I've worked with a lot of different skilled individuals, healers, shamans, coaches, what have you. And even the billionaires of the world, they're deeply spiritual. And their spirituality is one of the biggest parts of who they are. That is why they have so much abundance. They figured it out. They cracked the code. One of my favorite parts about what I do, and also the one that took me the longest to embrace, was the psychic mediumship. Being able to communicate with the other side and effectively correlate that message to the recipients intended. Now, what I mean is like a crossover. When someone has passed on, they've crossed over and their spirit was stuck because it was an abrupt ending, like ahead of schedule. And they didn't know how to get from the in-between dimension from 3D, 4D to the other side, their spirit side. I love being able to help them cross over and also convey those messages. It is such an honor. And the same is true as when somebody is on my table or when they are on a Zoom call with me. And we do a healing. And all the messages from their spirit guides, their white light beings, their higher self come through, their sometimes loved ones. Whoever it is, they have messages and I get to share that with them. That's an honor. We're doing someone's Akashic record reading and having it just so laser accurate because it's a reading of their soul and their soul had messages, the first level of what needs to be addressed. And then they have instantaneous healing and clarity. And over the integration period, their life explodes. Their abundance just fills in their life. And now they're living in the most amazing vibrational alignment. They money flows in, clients flow in, they have deep love, they have amazing clarity and understanding, and it's life changing. And I get to witness that. I get to hold space and help them. Ah, such an honor. But the things that I'm talking about are all part of ascension. It's all part of a journey. We go to somebody who does something like what I do, for very specific reasons. To get the healing that we can't help ourselves with. The thing about having gifts and abilities that are enhanced is it comes with enormous responsibility and integrity. And I don't take that lightly. I'm not out here just to make a buck. I do this because I love it. And it's also... My divine gifts are love and healing. It's what I'm born to do. I have been a healer in umpteen past lives. I mean, it's also generational for me. The more I resisted that ability or any of those abilities in my life, the more my life got off track and the more I struggled with everything in my life. The more I embraced it and the more I honed my abilities 
and worked with more clients, everything just fell into place and it was easy and it flowed and it was magic. I can't think of a better career or job. And I hate to use those terms to something so powerful and simple and elegant and beautiful because it's an honor to do what I do. But it's also my duty and my mission to dispel myths and to give information so that people are equipped with wisdom, not just knowledge, but wisdom, and they can discern for themselves very easily with simple tools on if somebody is a charlatan or not. I'm not here to just call somebody out and be like, you guys suck and blah, blah, blah. I don't believe in doing that because the truth comes out. But I will always say I would refrain from engaging with whoever if I know that they're entertaining that and say, follow your instinct. Follow your gut because it's never wrong. And I also realize that I'm not everyone's cup of tea. I might not be the right suit for them, but I know a plethora of other amazing coven of colleagues that might better suit them personality-wise, energetic-wise. And that's an honor too. The thing is, is healers, we're not all in competition. That's a myth. There's plenty to go around. Oh, and darlings, if you're new on the circuit of being a healer, no, it's not your job to heal everyone. You have a choice in who you work with. So if someone comes to you and you don't feel comfortable around them, why would you work with them? If you're doing it for the money, that's a scarcity mindset. That might be something you want to look into and work on. But it's not your job to fix everyone. I fell into that trap early on. And then I was like, what am I doing? It's not your job to give it away for free. What you do is a skill. And it deserves to be well compensated just like anything else. And if you're in an industry where you don't value someone's time, expertise, and their skill then you have no business engaging in that. Because all that does is reflect where you are in your life. And it's really disrespectful to the practitioner. Would you try and negotiate down a massage or a hairdresser? Are you flaking out on people and canceling all the time? Because I'll tell you what, all that's doing is showing you where you need to heal, if you're willing to look at that and reflect on that and work through it. Now, some other myths. Let's see. Oh, well, I don't believe it because I can't see it. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. And here's why. I understand it, but it always cracks me up. It's so infantile. You may not believe, but it certainly doesn't mean it doesn't exist. You believe in love, but you can't see it. You can feel it. You know it when you're in love and when you love something or someone. You believe in sound, but you can't see it. But you sure as hell experience it. You hear things. So why? Why? Would you doubt energy and spirituality? Because energy, that is everything. Everything absolutely emits a vibration. A frequency. That's what I love about the vibrational healings that I do as well, as I work with multiple modalities or with bowls and tuning forks and 
different frequency machines and light and sound. And those affect the body so profoundly. Think of it this way. There are certain sounds that you'll hear like nails on a chalkboard, or sometimes somebody has a really grating, annoying voice or metal scraping against metal. Those are really intense frequencies that bother us for a reason. And they affect everyone on a different level, some more so than others, some less. Think about animals and how sensitive they are in their hearing. So if you're blaring your music, think how loud that is for an animal because they can hear 10 times better than we can. That's just to give you an example, right? So energy is everything. It's everywhere. And we can absolutely affect it. It's inertia. We can affect the speed and the force and the direction. Look at planes. There's a great example. No one believed anything could fly except for birds. And it still boggles my mind today, helicopters and planes. I'm like, wow, this really heavy metal tube carrying thousands of gallons of liquid or hundreds and all these people and all this luggage and it still can get off the ground and fly really high and go really fast. That blows my mind to this day. And helicopters, seriously, (laughs) just have like a propeller blade and that lifts you up in the sky and you can go forward and side and up and down. Oh my God, it's amazing. So why? Would you ever doubt that energy is real and that it can't be affected? That I just gave you two prime examples of manipulating energy. Another myth is that healers, mystics, spiritual teachers that were so awakened and above that we're already enlightened. Honey, That's a beautiful thought, but it's a daily process for us. We might be in a different level of awakening and awareness compared to someone else or even you, but it's a daily practice and it's a choice to implement and strategically, methodically implement certain things every single day, like our non-negotiables, because if we don't, that affects us and it affects our clarity and our channel and it affects how we do our business and it affects how our skills play out. It's a huge responsibility. And it's also on that end, a huge responsibility in terms of integrity and being honest with people. Sometimes people aren't ready for a message and I will be directed by their guides. They're not ready right now or pricing people. Am I going to be somebody who charges 20 grand and gives them a bunch of fluffy language and marketing and then don't actually supply my clients any substance and value as far as tools and wisdom? No, that's an arbitrary number. It doesn't matter. Like, but my point is, I charge with what I feel is appropriate and what I feel is in alignment for me and my level of expertise and my absolute study and my dedication to what I do. And I get results. And there's nothing wrong with me being proud of what I do. And there's nothing wrong with me saying I'm damn good at what I do. 
The difference is I don't go beating my chest and be like, I'm so great at what I do. This is what I do. And I tell everybody, no, I'm pretty, pretty mum about it. Only in the last year have I really embraced it and shared with people when they asked what I did. Not because I was ashamed, just because I was being selective. I've had people try to call me out, make an example out of me at a dinner party. And I'm like, oh, really? You don't believe in it because it's woo and because of, you know, you're super right wing and all this other stuff? Okay. You want to play this game? Let's look at it with science. I don't want to have to defend myself all the time. And I'm not here to play the game of convincing you. That's not my job. You either believe or you don't. And you either want the healing or you don't, or you want the reading or you don't, period. If you do, great. Here's the agreement. Here's the fee. Let's set it up and let's do it. If not, all the best to you, man. Good for you for being on your journey and exploring. I will say the best advice I can give you when finding a healer and someone who has abilities and you get a reading, find someone that feels energetically good with you that you're like, yeah, to take this person. Some people are likable, but they can be shady. And some people could be a total drip, but man, they're skilled. It's who you energetically align with, who feels good. And if they feel good, that is your higher self telling you what you need to know. You can trust this person. This is legit. Oftentimes, I have had people who They don't even have to say that they don't believe, but they're so closed off that after a session, they're like, oh, wow, I can't deny X, Y, and Z. How would you have known that? I don't know. I don't even know you, but this is what I was shown, what I heard, what I felt. And that came through. That was the message you needed from your guides, from your person. It's amazing. It's We're getting more awareness now. But what I see on social media is a lot of people who are like, I'm going to look so pretty and dressed up and then I'm going to light some incense and I'm witchy and I'm woo because I listened to Stevie Nicks and I read the one book by Gabrielle Bernstein or Ram Dass or I meditated for like two weeks or I did some yoga. That's great. But all of that is just human fluff. Take away the human fluff. And it's really about your own individual relationship and how strong that is with spirit, how strong that is with the universe, how strong that is with your higher self. And if you have enhanced enhanced abilities, it's not regurgitating what somebody else said and a bunch of information because people don't want more information. They want wisdom. They don't want more knowledge. They want wisdom. They want spiritual truth. That's another myth. And here's another method I hear all the time is like, when somebody is psychic, oh, they have all these abilities, they're so special. Guess what? Our intuition is a level of that psychicness. We're all psychic in some ability. It's A, whether we chose our soul when we came down to earth to waken and B, if we chose to awaken at what level and do we choose to use our abilities? Because not everyone has this as their divine skill. 
we are cho- our soul chose the skill, our soul chose when we were coming down, our soul chose the lessons and the contracts and the karmas. Our soul chose that. And once we acknowledge and fully accept that we have a soul, and that is very much a truth, and that our soul makes decisions for us, that's so amazing. And things click into place and we understand. Now, as far as Akashic Records go, I want to share something about that. Speaking of soul, not every soul has an Akashic Record. There are positive souls and negative souls. And positive souls and negative souls need to be on Earth because together they help each other evolve. And what we mean by positive and negative is think of a battery and it having a positive and negative charge, period. That's it. It's not good or bad. That doesn't exist in quantum. It's just what is. So negative souls won't have an Akashic record. I can't do a reading for them. There are exceptions where a negative soul has like done something so much that it's starting to vibrate positively. That is super rare. Also, there are no gatekeepers with like a special key and codes of special words that you need to access the the key. It doesn't work that way. Your soul is the gatekeeper, if you will, of your record. Your soul is the one who gives permission to the person accessing your record, period. There's not a bunch of random beings all over the place who are cartoony or have wings or whatever. I mean, there's different dimensions, yes, but those are not the gatekeepers. Your soul is the gatekeeper, period. And your soul determines whether someone can have access or not. And sometimes if you can't access, it's because your soul has a shell and it's been, it needs to heal and it needs it adjusted. There's all kinds of reasons for things. Also, if you get a reading done and you want to know all these crazy details about your past life of like, my name was Josephine and I had black hair and green eyes and I wore embroidered, beautiful clothes with corsets in 1787. Why? Why do you need to know all that? For what purpose? Because that's not the level of detail that you're going to get in Akashic Records and it doesn't matter. What does matter is something along the lines of three lifetimes ago, you were a female in the 16th century and you participated in XYZ and this is the impact it had on your soul. And this is why you have this existing pattern today. We can clear that for you. People who want to dabble and seem mysterious and scratch the surface, which is a level of myth and like Ugh, it just irritates me. It's one of those things that's happening right now in the spiritual community. People are dabbling and playing and scratching the service, and they're not doing the hard ass work, which is deep spiritual work of facing your shit and owning it and healing it. And then whew, letting yourself breathe for a minute and have fun. Is I tell you what? The truly ascended people, the true wisdom keepers are the ones that are the most chill that you'll ever meet because they are so unshakable, so calm, cool, and collected with who they are. They love themselves so much and they love others so much that their ego doesn't even get into the issue. 
There is no issue other than just what is, and what is is love. That is the absolute truth, and that's all we're trying to seek back to. The point of coming to Earth is so our soul can evolve and learn, and we can learn how to manipulate energy, period. Oh, and I guess the third thing would be to get back to divine love. That's the ultimate truth. And I think that's beautiful and miraculous and amazing. And I'm so grateful to be alive and be in this time and be with the skills that I have and the wisdom that I have. Gratitude will get you everywhere. Absolutely, it will. Okay, let's see. What other myths? Hmm, I think those are the big ones right now. Yeah, those are the big ones. Those are the ones that mean a lot to me. So thanks for listening and um, see you next week. If you love today's episode or other episodes, like, share, download, take me with you. And keep listening, my darlings. If you want to know more, check out the link to work with me or check out one of my offerings. And I will see you next time. I'm your host, Johanna Bradford, and you're listening to Embody Transformation. Come back home to your soul.